And welcome back to our next week's episode of Cats Chat or Cat Chat Pod, how you have to find it on pretty much all social medias. We are so thankful to be back at you live for this next episode. Mark, before we get into talking Kentucky basketball, it's in the air. Football is still in the air. How have you been doing? Been doing good, man. How have you been? I, it's just been, it was a nice four day break. Um, it, it was, oh, yeah, because you're a teacher and you got an election yeah, day. Yeah, I got off for election day, got off Monday and Tuesday. It was very nice. So today was my first day back. And then we go this week and next week, and then we're off for Thanksgiving, the week of Thanksgiving. So it's uh, we're hitting that time of year, though, where it's 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 really hard to come in and cram in the work that you need to get done in the little spans of time that you have. But uh, I'm blessed every day. So as Mr. Bill Ellis used to always say, blessed every day, guy, you know, I can't complain. 100% understand that. Well, I have not had any days off. Actually, my last day off of, of my nine to five job was last not this last Sunday, but the Sunday past. So I've worked about, I would say, uh, 10 days straight at least. But, you know, once I get through tomorrow, I'm having Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off. So I'm thankful for that. But what I'm very thankful for right now, Mark, what? I was going to say what's even better is, like, I've actually had I had this past weekend off from DJing. Didn't even have to DJ. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This weekend well, off I was from DJing. Say, before Jared says anything in the comments, because hopefully he's on here soon, is – I'm very thankful, but Jared, I finally got the card that you sent me like five weeks ago. It's probably been more than five weeks, ain't it? It's been longer than that, yeah. It's probably been two months now I think about it. But I finally got the Ellie De La Cruz that he keeps chatting about that you've never given to me, and you live <coughs> 500 feet from me. Yeah, but let's be honest. We live close, but how often do we see each other? I get that. I understand. I love you too, Mark. But we know why you guys are here watching us right now. It's not so much for me and Mark, even though my face is much better looking than his. You guys are here for our our next guest, our uh, live guest. It's been a while since we have live interaction with our guests, so I'm so thankful for this. Mark, I'll bring her on. I'll let you do the introduction. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this young lady ranks sixth all-time in scoring with 1,692 points, while her 252 careers – threes made rank second all time um, i'm elated to have her on it's uh, macy morris welcome to the show hey guys thank you so much for having me on oh, thank hey, you we for joining we appreciate it so how are things going they're going well uh you know just in the little just like a new chapter of my life uh beginning work um that's not basketball related so it's been fun and exciting working where I do now, so I'm happy. You know, we'll we'll go ahead and start there since we're there, but it's kind of, you know, a whole life of this. But, you know, like, how is it after spending pretty much your whole life in basketball to now focusing elsewhere on that uh, for your career and everything? Like, it's – do you ever, like, oh, man, there's the sneakers in the closet. Like, I could go pick up a game somewhere. Like, how, how hard is it to deal with the not playing ball right now? Oh, I'm fit first it wasn't too bad because I was just like you know I've been playing basketball I've been around it since I was literally born and so it got to the point where I was like you know I'm, I'm just ready to move on with my life um, but now that I've like I've been done playing ball for a little bit you know I do look back and I I do like to play basketball every once in a while and I still love to be involved with it and that's why I do um, still work some kids out and just try to be involved as much as I can with it. And How course, rewarding uh, is it being on that side of it, being able to work with kids? Um, I really enjoy it. And um, it. my favorite thing about it is just, like, you see a kid, they don't really know, like, what they're supposed to be doing with a certain skill set or something. And then, like, once it finally clicks for them and they, you can see it on their face, like, okay, I finally get it. That is just, like, it's just a really cool feeling, and especially since – I had went through that, and so I know what they're feeling. It 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 gives me joy um, to be able to do that as well. Um, so that's one of my favorite things. And people are always asking me, they're like, "Do you think you're ever going to get into coaching?" And I know I will because I love it. And so someday, well, I can mark that off my there. questions. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of runs in the blood. You kind of have to, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean, my dad was a coach. My grandpa was a coach. Um, so. Uh, it's definitely in the blood. <laughs> you know, you mentioned your grandpa. It's crazy. I remember him 
going to our church when I was younger. Uh, I remember your dad going to our church when I, when I was younger, when everyone was, you know, they all lived in Harlan County. Yeah. Um, so many people, I don't. They, I'll don't even know them. And they'll ask me all the time. It's like, is your, is your grandpa Vic Morris? I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, like I used to play baseball for him or they'd be like, he's my <laughs> history teacher or something like that. So it, it's cool. If I'm not mistaken, uh, your grandma was either mine or Michael's like Cubby's instructor in Awana back in the day. I do not know. She, I don't know about that. Yeah, she reminded me of that. She messaged me one time. She's like, I taught one of you boys in Cubbies. And I was like, okay. Well, I had <laughs> Connie. Connie was my teacher. I'll never forget uh, Connie, uh, Bill, and Connie Lewis. She yeah, was my Connie Cubby was. teacher. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it was. she was my favorite. She used to bring me snacks all the time, which might be why I'm <laughs> obese now. But you know what? <laughs> Loved her to death. She uh, had the best candy for Halloween. Like, here where we live in, in Putney in Harlan County, like, Growing up, our trick-or-treat, and we just went to her family's houses, and that was about it. But we always made a special trip up to see Connie, and like she loaded my my bucket up every time. That was her favorite, I think. But anyways, so uh, go ahead if you don't care. Tell us a little bit, since we're kind of after the whole season right now. Uh, talk to us about the camp that's coming up. Go ahead and do a promo for that, what all's going on. Uh, it's at Bell County. Just kind of tell us what all to expect on that, if you don't care. Yeah, so on December 16th, uh, me and the former legend uh, men's basketball player, Kyle Macy, we're going to be hosting a camp up at Bell County High School. Um, from, it starts at, registration starts at 8 a.m. Camp officially starts at 9 and goes till 1. Um, so that's going to be like, you know, your regular camp where we're going to be teaching and instructing um, skills for like four through eight um some third if your kids in third grade they can come too but we just wanted to make sure like it's kids that are able to actually they can dribble yeah um (laughs) so then afterwards we actually like you know i had a lot of adults kind of interested in it too and so i was like well let me let's do something for them too so they're able to come watch um i'm actually doing a thing we're doing a thing where uh we're gonna do like a raffle where they can purchase like a raffle ticket as many as they want um, and try to get a chance to compete against Kyle Macy in like a free throw competition. And we may even do like another shooting competition with that as well. Um, We're going to do like photos. Uh, We'll have printed out photos uh, where you can get an autograph and picture with me and Kyle. So it should be a really fun day. Uh, Is that even a competition? If they're going up against Kyle Macy shooting free throws. Well, that's what's going to, I think is going to be so fun is, uh, you know, he's obviously like, that's one of the things he's most known for is his free throws. And so um, I think it, it's a really cool, I think it'd be a really cool experience to try to beat him. I mean, maybe somebody will. And that, I mean, that would be awesome to say like, hey, I outshot Kyle Macy in free throws. So I bet you I could beat him left-handed. <laughs> you know, actually, you're supposed to say you are left-handed, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, What's funny is I remember one time uh, the coach for South Laurel, Jeff Davis, we uh, we were scheduled to DJ his wedding, and I couldn't go and had to send my other guys. And apparently Kyle was at that wedding. And I get a message from my buddy. He's like, dude, what kind of wedding did you just send me to? Kyle Macy just walked in. <laughs> he was like flipping out. That's awesome. So – uh, with this, I mean, because it sounds like it's an all-day event almost. Uh, I mean, it's for every person, really, you know, all ages. The adults are going to be entertained, basically, uh, getting involved with it, meet and greets and everything, uh, autographs and everything. Like, what What are you all not going to be doing during this time? I mean, uh, you're, you're doing your instruction stuff. You're doing the, the whole um, – can they have a three-point contest against you? Yeah, I think that's that's we talked about that one too. Is either doing like a three point contest or like some kind of hot shot, because um, not ever. I don't think everybody can shoot threes. I mean, they might be able to, but for those that's that okay. can't, if, if we'll they buy a ticket, they can try. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> and then we're also like, especially for the kids, I'll, we'll have food for them as well. We're going to feed them. We're going to give out t shirts. Um, we may even have some other little, um, things that we're giving out as well. So. Uh, we got a lot going on and it's, it's going to be really fun. I think the, all the kids were, are going to enjoy it. And I think the adults will too. Oh, definitely. Have you guys had a lot pre-register already? Yeah, we have uh, quite a few so far. Um, I just want to make sure that there's like a link on, you can go to my Facebook and click on that or like my Instagram 
there's a link where if you do want to sign your child up for the camp, um, we're trying to get like an idea of how many t-shirts to order. And if you use that link, your kid will be insured to get the t-shirt size that they, they need. Gotcha. Um, because we don't, I want every kid to get the size that they want, but, um, if, you know, obviously if not everybody uses that link that we're, we're not going to be able to do that. Um, we'll just have like a rush estimate. Gotcha. Uh, what about uh, volunteers? Do y'all need help with anything with this? Do you have a team already? Um, I have. Uh, I, I got my mom to work, help me, and then I got That's some of my yeah, <laughs> and I got some of my friends helping out too. That um, one of my really good friends from college, she was one of our managers. She's going to come down and help with the camp, and I got some other friends. Um, but I'm also open to like if anybody has like a small business or anything they want to come and like set up or something like I'm totally open for that too if they mm -hmm. want to sell anything. So, you know, I'm open for anything. I think it's it's a great opportunity just, you know, to have a lot of community and just you know, get your stuff out there and meet people and just have a good time. Absolutely. Well, you know, if you need anybody to like broadcast anything, you can holler at Cats Chat. I hear they're pretty cool with anything like that. So, I mean, just throwing that out there. But yeah. uh, and also, if you need a DJ, I know Maximum sounds pretty good as well, right, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, it's not uh, hard. I think it's awesome. They can just play music. <laughs> That's true. But uh, you need an MC, so when he's shooting those free throws, oh baby, you know, like they did for yeah. N one back in the day, you know, yeah. another one. But, yeah, that, I think that it's awesome that you guys are doing it. Uh, I actually think, you know, even uh, what all you've done for even just Bell County, I know a lot of uh, the girls I've seen from here in Harlan County travel just to meet you. I think uh, how you're getting involved back in the mountains is really awesome to watch from uh, from an old head's perspective, just to see someone who goes off to play at UK where every everyone in this area wants to go. And now that you come back, I think it's cool. And of course, uh, you got the court dedicated to you recently, too. How, tell us about that. How did that play out? How did that make you feel? Yeah, I was actually driving home one day, and I got a call from the uh, superintendent, and he was just like, "Hey, uh, I want to run something by you, if you don't care." And I was like, "I was like, yeah, go ahead." And he's like, "We want to, we want to dedicate the court and name it after you." And he's like, "What do you think about that?" And I was like, "It's like, oh my gosh, like that that would be awesome. <laughs> like I'd be so honored for that." So it was like really cool because usually like most people are like really old or they're like <laughs> not even living anymore when that happens. So wow. <laughs> get that at my age is i'm just it was awesome it's awesome that is really cool that's, that's one of the neat things about where I, I call the ball games for harlan county on the road you know i get to say welcome into this gym and the macy morse court when we play at bell county so that's going to be awesome yeah i'm excited um i think actually they're dead like they're going to have one of the ball games that they're dedicating the court like where are they kind of like announcing it and everything is um oh, i think it's the harlan county game this year good i, I, oh, I mean because i was gonna say i hope it is because that's what i think that's what's so neat about you playing at uk like it gave me a like i know i didn't know you personally but like i knew your dad you know what i'm saying and i was like mm -hmm. it gave me a personal investment in to wanting to watch the girls games you know what i mean yeah. Not that I didn't ever want to watch him before, but it made me that much more invested. And then when Blair joined you as well, I was like, man, like I was all in. <laughs> yeah, I think that's and that's kind of like one of the big reasons, like I want to be involved so much with the youth um, back where we're from is because I want to give them like, like, hey, you get you have the opportunity if you put in the work and the time like that you can do this and you can come back and you can be a role model for the kids like I was for you. And so I just want, you know, that just to keep, you know, turning over and over and over again. So, um, cause I wish I had someone to look up to, like some of the kids look up to me, um, and just making like, if they need to reach out and talk to someone that's been through it and they ever need help, like they have that resource. And I think that's one of the hardest things to get kids nowadays to understand is it's, yeah, it's, it's talent on a certain level, but they don't understand the amount of work. If you want to be good. I mean, you have to be dedicated. You have to, I mean, you're in the, you got to be a gym rat, especially in basketball. And I mean, the, like as soon as the season ends, your off season should start. Like you should start working out, getting in the gym, putting up shots. And it's kind of hard to, to, to find that work ethic anymore with people. Yeah, it's, it, it is. And I see that so many, so much times with like, especially with kids I work out with is 
it and it sometimes it gets a little frustrating, but I just gotta I, I have to remind myself like hey, they've never they've never been pushed in the way yeah. that they can understand it. They don't understand how how hard it is because it's one thing to say I wanna play in college. It's another thing to put in the time and dedication to outwork. You're you're not just competing against people in your county. You're competing against people all over the country. And even no. now, all over the world, to try to get a spot on us on a team. And so, my dad, he was always the one. He was like, "He's like, if you're not you're not working today," he said, "Someone is, and they're going to be taking your spot if you don't if you, you're not the one outworking them." So that was always in my mind um, growing up, and it's, I, I never wanted someone to outwork me. Um, so, and yeah. look at where that kind of mindset got you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what a lot of these it's man, it's so frustrating when you see a kid with so much talent and potential that aren't willing to put the work in. It, it just oh, it crushes me. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't mind, let's kind of go back uh, to high school or even junior high with that. When when was that moment that you said, OK, I know this is what my dream is. Now I can actually feel it, taste it a little bit that it's coming real out uh, a reality that. I need to work for it. Like what was that turning point game or something where it's like, okay, now we need to really take this serious or who was the person that pushed you like that too? Um, I would say the person that pushed me is definitely my dad. I mean, from a young age, he was, oh, he was really tough on me. I mean, you can ask pretty much anybody that I grew up around. They, they didn't like to be around me and my dad when I was working out because <laughs> they didn't want to go through what I did. But um, I think, when I was about fifth or sixth grade, I went to Knoxville to try out for um, a couple AAU teams. And it was just really eye-opening for me because growing up in Bell County, you know, I didn't – we played some teams outside the county, but we were mostly playing teams in the county. And so – and I was, like, one of the better players. But then, like, when I went to the AAU team, it was, like, everybody was on my skill level. And so it was just really eye-opening, like, hey, like, that's – I got to work that much harder to put myself above these people too. So um, I think that was the turning point where I was like, okay, this is what I need to do. But then once I was about, I think it was my summer, summer either going into my eighth grade, I think it was the summer going into my eighth grade year, um, I got offered by Louisville. And that's when I kind of realized like, okay, I, I can play at the biggest level right. in college. And so. And you realize there's. And it, yeah, and I just knew I had to see him step up my game even more then. So, and of course, you know, you didn't want to go to Louisville. I mean, oh. <laughs> it's it's kind of funny, actually. That's where I thought I was going to go for the longest time, and then huh. uh, when I was a junior in high school, um, Coach Mitchell and Coach Santos, she was uh, one of the coaches at the time, came to my house, and I had just been praying about it, like where. God wanted me to go and stuff. And I just got this like feeling that night when they were at my house that telling me to like commit that night. And I hadn't like ever, I mean, I've been to UK, but I never like took a visit. I hadn't like, mm -hmm. didn't really know anything about the university other than like, you know, it's a big basketball school. But, and um, at the end of their visit, I committed that night and I was mm -hmm. like, everybody was so shocked. And they're like, why did you do that? I was like, I just felt like God was telling me to commit. And um, it worked out perfectly for me so i mean trust god well that's awesome he leads you where you need to go <laughs> right. Amen. that's awesome too that's what i'm actually saying awesome is you know a lot of times you hear all athletes and I'm, i'll say all athletes like first and foremost i want to thank god and then like it's on to everything else like the whole process you know what you just even said and like that's what we appreciate me and mark you know of church your whole life serves a board off and on whatever we can at the church so to hear someone actually not just saying, hey, thank God, but actually saying, hey, he's on my path with me as an athlete and everything I do. I appreciate the hearing that, too. So with that being said, of course, getting away from the Christian conversation here, and I feel bad on that now. Big Blue Madness. We as fans get to see it from the stands or from the TVs, whatever. You got to see it from on the stage can you describe that feeling? How was it? And, and just how are the fans at Kentucky as a Kentucky athlete as well? Yeah, I mean, I think, like, especially my four years, the fans were awesome. Like, Bigly Madness was, like, it was it was so much, I don't know, it was just so much cooler to experience as a player, I guess. Because I went back afterwards and I watched it as a 
like a fan. I was like, eh, okay. But <laughs> the experience, it was just like, you have, I, get, I don't know, I don't even know how many fans, 15,000 or 20,000, I don't know. But like, there's like 24,350, I think. I say that because that picture says the capacity 23,000. I apologize. Yeah. So you have all those fans, and like at one point, they're all focused on you, and it's just like this biggest rush of adrenaline. And so <laughs> it's so funny because, like, before we go out there, we like everybody's been anticipating it for like weeks, and they're like, oh, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. And so it's funny because you think these people are going to go out there and do like this certain dancer and then they get out there and they're just like out there. They just wait because <laughs> so, they get real nervous, but it's so fun and it's a great environment. I've met, I got to meet so many cool people um, that would come to the um, ceremony or and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's, 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 a, it's so fun. And just the adrenaline that you feel is like one of my favorite feelings. So I got to ask you a question. Who taught you to shoot? My dad. Your dad. Because, I mean, it, it amazes me when I was looking over some of your stats, you know, knowing you were going to come on the show. Like, you hit at least one three in 107 of 129 career games. Hmm. And not only did you hit – you shot 41.1% from beyond the arc. You know, that's an amazing stat right there. Yeah, so my – it's, like, so – it's, like, so funny because – my dad, like, he just, I mean, it's hard to explain how, like, at the time I hated my dad for, like, how he was on me. But then, like, I was so appreciative when I was in college because I just never got, like, shook when it came to shooting or if a coach was getting on to me. But I always had him yeah. in the back of my head. Like, if I was not, if I was missing shots and stuff, I just always had his voice in the back of my head of, like, how to correct my shot. And so, um yeah. And I oh, and that's how I teach kids now. Is like everything my dad taught me, I teach them, and it's it's that's one. Of the, I mean, he's like one of the reasons why like I had such a good percentage is because he. I mean, he watched all of my games. If I did have a bad shooting game, he knew exactly what I was doing wrong. If it was like rushing it, if I, my elbow was out, um, if I was gonna get my feet set, if I was dipping the basketball when I was coming up for the shot just little details that you know he's he's just noticed like throughout my whole my whole life um he knew how he knew what was wrong and how to fix it and so that's cool he would tell me that and then I would just go in the gym and go to work on making sure I I try to perfect it as much as I could it's it's almost funny because when you're talking about him like he has this presence if anybody knows Lewis he just has this presence presence about him I can see his voice being in the back of your head I can see it happening yeah, I mean, it, it was. I mean, it just, I don't know. And he, even, like, it's just, I'm just, like, super thankful for my dad. Because um, I wouldn't have got to where I was without him. Um, but he, awesome. his was, yeah, was always in the back of my head. And so, very thankful for it. I want to ask you a mechanical thing here. Because I was trying to watch some, I say trying to, I literally watched it. I don't know why I said trying. But I was watching some highlights on YouTube of uh, your time at UK, your time in Italy and everything else. Just, uh some clips and everything. And one thing I've seen that I was like, well, wow, I've never seen a player really do that as far as getting their feet set. And I want to ask if that's, if you could just explain to me, what does that mean for you or, or how it was taught? Because what I saw, I'm going to ask you afterwards and just see if this is a thing that I noticed or not. So how, how did you work on getting your feet set in your shots? If you don't mind. So I like growing up, my dad, it was always, I would pivot on my inside foot square up to the basket or just making sure my feet were at least like shoulder width apart um and that and and once I got like I got really good at that then like the other stuff with step backs and everything I could have a little bit of off balanceness like because I could correct it in other ways I just got to where I practiced so many different ways to shoot that I got that but with getting my feet set is just inside pivot um and make sure like I step into my shot um, balls in the air, feet in the air. My dad preached that. Um, and it was funny because my freshman year, my sophomore year, I actually didn't shoot the three that well. And it, my coaches had were like trying to teach us like left, right. And it didn't matter which side of the court we were on. They always wanted us to step left, right. And I, it was so frustrating. And so my junior year, I went up to my coach and was like, can I please go back to how I, was, how I like grew up shooting? 
And he's like, yeah, he's like, but if your percentage doesn't improve, you have to go back to the left, right? And I was like, okay. So my percentage went from like 30 some, like 32, 33% to like 49% my junior year. And mm. I was like, hmm. Muscle memory. Leave me yeah. alone. I don't have to think yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. I can yeah. just shoot I, my I shot. I'm doing, I know what I'm doing with that part. Um, right. so the rest of it, I probably need help with, but that part I'm good with. Um, <laughs> well, but yeah. What? What I kind of notice on some of the games is, you know, from a person who shoots, but it doesn't usually go in, like uh, as far as getting my feet uh, set on, you know, a catch and shoot from the three point, you know, it's just uh, kind of a, a double up in the air, tap down, twi- you know, tap, tap, jump shot. But I was noticed on a, a few of the clips, at least, it's almost like where you wanted to shoot from, you were waiting just like a step behind it. So when you did your gathering of your feet, you were stepping forward too and getting into the shot. I'm like, I don't know if she's doing that on purpose. Or if it's like a momentum, how she's you know just always learned, or maybe that's how she's taught. But I thought it was interesting on the clips that I saw because you know you were far enough away from the defender where you're stepping into it, you were good. Because a lot of times when I'm where I'm at, want to shoot, and I do my little hop step. If, if you go gathering, you know the defense is closer. But it's I don't know if you're doing it on purpose or not. But it was helping you have that little more extra separation the way you're doing it. And I was hoping that that may be a thing, or it just maybe it was a coincidence that I seen that. No, it is. Um, so when I first went to college, that's one of the biggest adjustments is just the speed of the game and the pace. Mm-hmm. And so you have to you have to learn like the, your mechanics are the same, but you just have to learn how to adjust and just like speed them up to the point where you're not rushing, but it's quicker so the defender can't get to you. And so mm-hmm. um, you have to kind of just drill it so much that it just becomes like second nature to you and you don't mm-hmm. even think about it to where you know how much space you need to get your shot off. And so I would just, whether it was just stepping into or if it was coming off the dribble, I knew how much space I needed and it usually wasn't too much um, to get my shot off. And so I just, I'm really glad they let you revert back. I'm going to be honest because if I'm not mistaken, the percentage that you're, you led the SEC and were second in the nation. Yes. 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 She says yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then her senior year, she went on to lead the SEC in percentage again. So, I mean, that's awesome. Thank you. So, listen, we've had you on for over 27 minutes. We'll talk your head off because we're Lawson's and we just don't care to talk. It's in our blood. But I'm sure you have things to do. So, you know, you let us know if we can keep on going or if you need to say, hey, you know, you need to hit me with the fourth quarter questions and, and let's wrap this thing up. It's up to you guys. But if you want to go ahead and do the fourth quarter questions, I'm cool with that, too. Uh, oh, we got some well, for you. Listen, we'll, we'll talk constantly. Like we'll we'll turn the camera off and keep on talking about stuff. That's just how we are. <laughs> but uh, out of respect for your time and whatever you may have going on, uh, we'll go ahead and kind of transition on over to just the rapid fire fourth quarter questions. Let's mark unless you got something because you almost look like you want to ask real quick. No, I'm I'm waiting for the fourth quarter questions. Johnny, okay. over my man Johnny's got some questions over here. Yes, Johnny, I didn't bring your comment up on uh, the Facebook because those are some of my questions that you're stealing on me here. <laughs> and I felt like it was more of the fourth quarter. So we'll go ahead and hit you with some of Johnny's questions here. I'll bring it up. Uh, he asked, what's your favorite food? My favorite food uh, is probably between steak and some kind of pasta. Okay, you since go. you said steak, I have to know, uh, how do you rare. like it cooked? Okay, medium rare. Medium rare. Yep, yes. well, pretty good that way. Okay, what's your favorite drink? Uh, favorite drink, sweet tea. Well, that makes sense. Well, let me ask you back up with the steak. Do you put on A1 or it's just, hey, it's the way it's cooked, it's seasoned well enough? Because I have to have A1. See, when you cook your steak medium rare, you don't need to have all that extra stuff. Because it is pretty juicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, of course, he asked, what's, what's your, your favorite, uh, memory? Favorite, favorite memory from Kentucky? Um, favorite memory. Um. Basketball-wise, probably beating Tennessee my senior year. That was a really fun game. A lot of highs and lows in that game. Uh, That's one of my favorite games we played. Um, Also, I like my freshman year. We played Mississippi State down at Mississippi State and got a really big win over them. They were ranked pretty high that year. Mm. Um, But a lot of my favorite memories were just, like, being, being with my teammates. Out of outside of basketball and just having a lot of fun with them. Another one of his questions was Coke or Pepsi. I actually don't drink either one. I don't. I'm not big on uh, soft drinks. Well, I totally but I guess I'd have to, to go Coke. Soda. I'd have to go Coke. I guess. 
Do, please tell me you don't say soda, right? Like it, it's still pop, right? Uh, well, I usually just call them all Coke. <laughs> oh, they're all Coke? Okay. All right. So those are Johnny's questions. Marks, go ahead. What you got for yours? Um, I was going to – you missed one of Johnny's. It's other than blue, what's your favorite color? I might get a lot of hate for this one, but red. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. No, I'm a no, – It's not red. It's fine. That's right. We're Reds fans up in here. It's fine. Okay. 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 Um, so here's one of mine that I love to ask everyone is who's your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero? Probably. If we had to go by movies, I would probably say Deadpool, but I mean, just being basic, probably Wonder Woman, I guess. That's fine. That's okay. We can accept both answers. So uh, we already asked the food. So I've got to ask this who has the better spaghetti? Italy or America? I would say um, Italy. Italy's pasta. It's just so much more fresh and it, it's so good. <laughs> That's the biggest right, thing I'm just about Italy is the food. <laughs> <laughs> Before your ball game, what superstition that is, well, what superstition do you have? Okay, so at UK, like all my teammates knew they could not. So we'd, before games, we'd always go into like our film room to discuss game plan and everything um, after like a certain minute of warm-ups. And so like all my teammates knew they better not enter that room before I got to go in there and pray. <laughs> that was on Oh, me. okay. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I had to go in there before anybody got in there. And I sat there and I like prayed and got just, just like mentally right. So that was my big That's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, as a kid, not basketball, but what was your dream job or whatnot? I wanted to be an artist. An artist, okay. Yeah, like singing artist or painting? Like painting and drawing. Okay. Do you draw and paint now? Uh, I don't paint. I, and I don't really draw. I just like doodle all the time. Like, I, like especially in the ER, if it's slow, I just start doodling, and some of the um, other providers will like pick up papers that I've like doodled on. And they're like, "Who drew this?" I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, like, oh, I'm so ADHD. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just sitting here thinking, like, you know, cold blue, cold blue. I'm done with this doodle. Let me finish this right here. I gotta put the tree in the background. Yeah. Uh, what's your go-to uh, thing that you 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 draw? Because you know everybody's got their little doodle that they do. Uh, mine's always a, a house with uh, a tree outside. What's yours? Um, a flower. There's a certain flower I draw. Um, it's not really like a specific one. It's just one that I've always been able to draw since I was like in middle school. And so I've, I've just always drawn that. Okay. Awesome. Mark, you got one? Cause I still got, you're, you're muted. You're muted. I'm you're sorry. I'm the best you've ever My daughter walked in. I had to mute. Uh, chicken wings, bone in or bone out. Michael didn't ask. Oh, bone I still in. have it. Bone in? Yeah. Ah, y'all are nasty with this bone in wing stuff. Okay, so nugget. since if the bone is in, I don't care in. if it's nugget or not, it's good and it's the less messy. Like you gotta use 10 napkins for one bone in wing. Period. Yeah, like exactly. ribs, I know it's real chicken if it, there's a bone in it. Well, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> okay, blue cheese or ranch? Ranch. Hands down, I'm, I don't trust anyone with blue cheese. Okay, I don't know if you're a gamer or not, but I'm gonna ask this one because this is one Mark usually likes to do: Xbox or PlayStation? Um, oh my, I wasn't a big gamer, but my brother was, and he always had PlayStation, so I have to go PlayStation. Okay, that's fair. Uh, hunting or fishing? Oh, fishing. <laughs> Good. Any certain bass or crappie? Um, I love bass fishing, but. I like the crappie fit. I, I like probably bass fishing better, but I love to eat crappie more. <laughs> crappie okay, is okay, that's, good. That's fair. So you do say crappie, not crappy, because I, I don't know why people even say crappy fish. That's weird. I don't either. I was like, someone said that to me. I'm like, you mean a crappie? And they're like, no, it's crappy. <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> it's just, okay. it doesn't sound right calling a fish a crappy. It's just weird. Yeah, no, I don't want to eat something that's crappy. Yeah, me either. <laughs> okay. Waffles or pancakes? Oh, I was, if I'm going out to eat, I'm getting pancakes, but my mom's waffles, I will eat my mom's waffles over her pancakes. 
What, you eat your mom's waffles over her pancakes? Yes. Okay, so she can't make good pancakes. Is that what you're saying? No, she does, but her waffles are awesome. I'm just trying to get you in trouble. Okay. All of our questions are revolving around food at this point. We're obese, Mark. I can't help it, okay? Like, one day we're going to be in that ER and they see me, oh, yeah, you ate too many uh, boneless wings here. Yeah. Got it. And then there'll be a piece of paper that has a, a certain flower that was slant on us. Well, rest I in got peace. one for you. I'm not asking anyone this because I never knew what I was going to get. Your favorite performing artist, like music artist. Oh, George Strait. George Strait. Old school country. Yeah. I, he is my favorite of all time. I absolutely love him. He's, he's a I went and saw him. I guess it's been two falls ago. I saw him in November down in Atlanta. With Eric, it was Eric Church, and then he came on. And my friend always makes fun of me because for four hours straight that he was on stage, I my I kept a smile. It, my smile did not leave my face. <laughs> you know, it's, it's cool. funny you say that. It wasn't long ago. Like my, my daughter, she's she's been li- listening to country, like the new country. I mean, it's okay, but I'm saying, I told her, no, it's not it's the not same as old country. And I let her and I think my son listen to Love Without End. Amen. Mm, that song gets me. Yeah, it's so good. I mean, his songs are just today's country. It's just so poppy, and they all sing about the same stuff. And it has there's just no storyline to it. It's just not as good. Yeah, I agree. I will say Jelly Roll. I really like Jelly Roll. Like he, he speaks truth, yeah. really. Yeah, there's some of them I do like. I like Jelly Roll. I like Hardy, but I feel like they're a little bit more like kind of towards rock than country, though. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I enjoyed that part of country more than most part of countries that's out there now. But anyways, yeah. Uh, let's see here. I had one I was going to ask. Man, I got to start writing stuff down. <laughs> it was so good too. What'd you ask, Mark? Oh, uh, what? What's the last movie you went and watched? Like in the theaters? Yeah. Um. Oh, what did I go? Uh, I think Mario. it was Sound of Freedom. I think it was Sound of Freedom. I heard that's a really good movie. Yeah, it is. Um, I think to a certain, like a certain age, I think a lot of kids should go see it so they can understand like why they shouldn't run away from their parents when they're in the grocery store. (laughs) Okay, last last lesson for the day: don't run away from your kids. I know you don't know what movie it is. It's the one that was about child trafficking. Yeah, about people shutting down child trafficking. Oh, it was okay, actually a faith-based movie, if I'm not mistaken, was it not? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. See, I really want to go see The Blind. I've not got to see The I Blind. I do, too. I want to see it. Yeah, I do, too. I, I love Dark Dynasty, so. Oh, I'll be 100% honest, though. I cannot tell you the last time I was in a movie theater. I can. The last two times. I took my kids to watch Mario, and then I also took them to watch Ninja Turtles. Maybe it was more for me, but I took them. <laughs> I just wait for what? it to come out of Netflix. I don't have Netflix and dad deleted the accounts and I don't even have it. Gosh. <laughs> but anyways, Macy, so uh, we're so thankful to have you on here. We've had you on here for almost 40 minutes. Uh, like I said, we'll talk constantly. We forget that we're even recording ourselves and people may actually watch us. So uh, we got to maybe cut it before we say something out there crazy. With that being said, though, thank you again for coming on here, Mark. I can see you're wanting to say something. Go ahead. I just do you want to share with everyone one more time all about the basketball camp coming up? Yeah, sure. So it's uh, December 16th. Uh, registration starts at 8 a.m. Camp will be from 9 to 1. Uh, Macy Morris, Tal Macy basketball camp. Uh, it's $50. Um, if you're an adult and you just want to come watch, you're, you're welcome to do that as well. And then at 1, we're going to be having um, selling raffle tickets selling photos that you can come and take a picture with me and Kyle get autographs. And then the raffle is for a chance to compete against Kyle Macy in a free throw competition. And we're possibly, depending on how many people show up, uh, do a competition shooting against me as well. I think so. if nothing else, you ought to do like a, uh, a both of y'all, like you do a layup, he does the free throw, you shoot from three point or something in a half court shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get that competition going in or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awesome. So, uh, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fun. It's been uh, awesome listening from uh, a girl from the mountains go on to play uh, UK, where we all dream about playing, even going to Italy and playing, and also giving 
praise to God on the whole way there, uh, how he's always in our pockets, uh, always listening and want to talk with us. So I'm so thankful to hear that side of it as well. Um, what <laughs> anything else you got? Uh, just thank you guys. I, I've had a good time talking to y'all. It, it was fun. Yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, is this going to be the only camp where y'all maybe going to do more, or is this an annual thing possibly? Um, possibly. I know we talked about doing maybe another one. We're just uh, trying to figure out the time for that. Gotcha. All right. Well, again, right. thank you so much for joining. And thank you, guys. All right. See All you. Right, have a good one. All right. See you. Bye. So that was a lot of fun getting to interview Chase Morris there. Uh Kentucky girl, man. You love it. Yeah. Uh, you know, from Bell County has roots here in Harlan County, as far as uh, family line with us a little bit. And then of course, even uh, Blair Harlan, who went on to play UK with her. It's really good to see uh, our Eastern Kentucky, I'll include Southeast Kentucky uh, people, players, uh, kids get what they deserve. You know, uh, hearing her talk about how hard did she worked, everything. It's not really, it didn't sound like it was just skills for her. It's just, Hey, I'm going to outwork everyone. And that's Our awesome work. to see I mean, somebody actually do that. Cause that's mm-hmm. one of the things that's hard to get people to buy into now. It takes mm-hmm. hard work. You want to do well. Ash Daniel, when he was on here, he, he always talked about, I, I wasn't the best player, you know, but my dad pushed me uh, to work harder than anyone. So yeah, I mean, guys, if anything, uh, if y'all are listening to this, it's not completely just about being talented and skillful. It's more about outworking everyone that you can and knowledge of the game as well. well what it, you're it's do. a mindset. you got to have a different mindset. Mm-hmm. It's just that's the way it is. And, you know, this is off the wall in a way that I'm going to bring the two together. So, I, you know, Mark, I just now started uh, – I've been at this job and I'm the general manager of it. I'm the number one at it and uh, been there for 11 months now. And we just had an inventory. And one thing I learned this week is, you know, I think what we're doing has been good. But now that we dove into it a little bit deeper of what, you know, account and everything, you realize what we thought was the best that we could do wasn't the best you can do until someone really pushes you on that or you have some standards to go by. And that's what I'm getting at here where Macy had her dad the whole way with her. She talked about, you know, I thought it was funny how she said, you know, I didn't like him at the time because we didn't know better at that time of of what our limits are on that. And she talked about, you know, I'm thankful that he pushed me to those limits. Now I'm very grateful that she had him. So, yeah, a lot of times when you think you're working hard, and this is to you guys, young boys, young girls, and junior high, whatever, when your coaches are telling you you're running, uh, you need to run hard, they really mean it. We're not just being jerks to you to try to condition and try to make you puke. It's because we know you're not giving your all. And and sometimes you think you are, but keep pushing. Keep working out. You know, I've always tried to live by that. Whatever you do, do it as if you're doing it to the glory of God. You know, that's right. in the Bible. And that, that's the one thing I think it, it should transcend into every part of your life. I mean, whether it's sports, academics, I mean – I don't care if I'm announcing the game. I try to be the best I can be at. I don't care if I'm on this podcast where you talk and I try to talk it up and do the best I can at anything I do. I want to try to do the best of my ability. And that's kind of the mindset you have to have. And it's, it's just, you have to instill that in yourself. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to learn. I wouldn't even say uh, fully grasped at my age now at 37 years old. Like it's still, we learn that uh, daily. I think as far as doing the best that you can at everything, because it's much easier to, to cut the corners. I mean, I made a basketball court when I was in junior high and high school be a lot smaller than what the regulations are because, man, when you run those laps, you cut them corners as big as you can. Sometimes free throw line was the baseline. But it doesn't really do anything but hurt yourself, you know. You look back at it, you think, I didn't have to do the conditioning, but really I shot myself in the foot more than anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, Mark, honestly, we're at 45 minutes. We've got a football game to kind of – recap a little bit uh even basketball started up so i don't know how much we want to dive into it uh, maybe well, be brief with them. talk about our thoughts on them um okay which you want to start with football or basketball i say we start with football because it's the, the the latter of the two events that happened so saturday of course boom right there saturday uh kentucky played mississippi state and you know it was a great game honestly i didn't get to watch much most of it myself i apologize I can't 
Cannot deny. But Jared was in my messages quite a bit saying Kentucky uh, was closer to my score. I think he he predicted a 17-point favorite, but uh, uh, actually up there a little bit more in scores. But the defense played great for Kentucky. Uh, yeah, the defense ahead. all around. I mean, to only give up three points on the road, I mean, that's pretty impressive. So, Yeah, because uh, we've not really played away too much. Uh, the first game, of course, was against Georgia. No, what? I'm sorry. was against Vandy. Second one was against Georgia. And so now I think this is our third away game. You okay? Maybe, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah. That's well, some of the stats. You, you good. Some of the stats uh, from the, uh, the Kentucky defensive side, at least. I think they had uh, five sacks it was. We had one pick six, uh, eight tackles for a loss is just what I'm going to recap real quick because for our – oh, got to click it here. I'm getting there. Bear with me. I almost had a good transition. For our SNL concrete player of, of the game presented solid by the owner, player. Jason. Solid player game. <laughs> right. We went with the whole defense, uh, the whole uh, – my wife type defensive line, which they played well as well, but – we are giving it to the whole defensive side. Uh, five sacks in the game's awesome. The pick six as well. Eight tackles for a loss. Our guy, uh, Trevin Wallace, had how many tackles by himself? I think, I think nine, nine was tackles. it? I think it was only five solo, but had nine tackles. He had so, one I mean, and a half defense, tackles, lost one sack. So defense definitely played well, and it's good to give this award to them after – Having three games where a lot of the fans were coming at the defense a little bit. You know, the offense against Tennessee looked wonderful, but the defense couldn't ever stop. I mean, they played well. It's just it was a tough offensive team to battle against, and it was hard to have three consolidative, uh, consecutive stops where it was a three and out and whatnot. So it was good to see the defense. Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, De'Aaron Jackson, man, he, he made a perfect read on the ball for that pick six. Uh, he kind of just crushed the spirit of Mississippi State. Cowbells were being heard a little less after that pick six, and it just kind of uh, it kind of sparked everything. Now it is once again our, our offense is only able to you know you look at the twenty four points we only put up seventeen points on offensive side, so there was a little bit to be desired there. I felt like we had some some missed opportunities, but mm-hmm. you know I'm going to give I am going to give the quarterback credit. Devin Leary's playing a lot better now. Uh, mm-hmm. Seems just being able to, seems to. Him and the receivers seem to be on the same page now. Uh, things are starting to come together. Receivers are making some of those passes they were dropping earlier. Uh, I believe there's gonna it's going to be an interesting rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Of course, Larry, 13 of 22, 156 yards, 12 yards average is what's really nice. It's not five-yard passes and whatnot. Had two touchdowns as well. So it's great to see him also come back to the game uh, in the fourth quarter, I think. But uh, Davis having 80 yards, it was good to see him actually having a decent game. Only averaged 3.8 yards uh, per carry, which is good enough for what you need. I mean, 3.8 three times, that's pretty much a first down. So it was good to see Davis going again. Brown busted out a 22-yard run uh, for one of his runs as well. Uh, Robinson over uh, 91 yards on reception on five catches. That was good for him, 18 yards on average on his five catches as well. So it was uh, even Dane Key again, who uh, we started to give it to last week. Uh, continued to have a pretty good game. Had four catches on six targets for 36 yards. Yardage was down, but still getting at least the, the six targets uh, and hauling in four catches. So offense, uh, like you said, you know, I think we had about eight receivers possibly uh, with a reception or catchables because you know we do play I think two or three different tight ends. So receiving people as well because uh, Davis caught one as well from the backfield. So it's good to see Leary finding all targets as well and yep. Davis getting back into a, a positive game with the 80 yards, I think it was. Really um, of course, next, all out. Mm-hmm. And, of course, next week we play Bama. Bama comes into Kentucky. That's going to be a very, very tough game. Bama is 8-1, and one, uh, ranked 8th now, and everyone said this is their down year, even though they're ranked 8th. So it's, uh, I think it's on ESPN at 12 o'clock right now. Alabama is, let's see here, how much of a favor are they? I know ESPN had them like a heavy favorite. It looks like they are 11 point favorite over Kentucky at Kentucky. So should be, should be an interesting game. Um, as far as points, 
They are averaging 31, 32 points per game, uh, allowing 18 points per game. Alabama's having 380 rush or total yards, two, 220 from the air, 160 from the ground, uh, only uh, allowing 325. So, yeah, uh, it's going to be tough. I think this would be a great game for us to pull an upset. I think we're capable of it the way the offense has been playing as of lately. And if our defense can stay focused and disciplined for all four quarters, I do think we have a chance. Uh, yeah, I mean, I do too. If we play the way we've played recently, I believe we've got a real good chance. Now, if we come out there and we play like some of the games in the past, it could get ugly. Um, but I, I, Johnny says 97-6 with Kentucky winning against Alabama is his guess and score. I love it. Johnny's go big, go home. Catch by 90, baby. And that's, that's right. <laughs> gotta love it. Um, I, I believe we got a shot as well. I think it should be a good mm-hmm. football game. I'm actually excited to watch it. I really am too. Like, you know, the Georgia game, I was nervous for him. Like, oh my goodness. Like we, we could possibly have an upset here, but I was nervous. This game, it's more in a way more exciting that, Hey, we're coming in and we're the underdogs. We don't really care. We're not even getting 20 uh, or a top 25 votes anymore. We're just going to come out here and show you that we're supposed to get it. We're back to the underdog in a way. So I like the uh, underdog mentality that this team has had for numerous years. And I think it's going to possibly be a little bit of a, I want to say it's almost a trap game. Who does Alabama play next? No, absolutely not. They've just beat LSU, and then they play Chattanooga next week. So it's not a trap game for them. But hopefully they come in a little uh, a little loose, a uh, little unaware of what they're coming into. I've got a cough. I'm sorry. <coughs> but, I mean, you got to imagine, though, it's kind of hard to hope a team of that caliber under a coach like Saban is going to come in unprepared. Right. They're going to be probably never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Kentucky's got to play a great game. No turnovers. Uh, We got to move the ball. Not a lot. You can't, you can't settle for a bunch of three and outs. Mm -hmm. Um, You got to come out and be ready to play. 100% agree with you on that. Uh, Mark, we we're almost over an hour. Let's go ahead and jump to the inside arena and let's excuse me. Talk a little bit about the Kentucky and uh, who did we play? Uh, New Mexico State, Mexico right? State? Yeah. I, I was about to tell you who out. we were getting ready to play. But yeah, it's New Mexico State. Okay. I, I thought I had it popped up where I could have a little like bullet going for us, but apparently I didn't top it up. So Kentucky had their season opener against New Mexico State, the Aggies. And a lot of people, uh, on Facebook at least, were trying to predict their own scores and thought it would be a lot closer of a game than what it turned out to be. So I don't know if you were surprised as much as I was. The uh, end of the first half was 37-29, Kentucky, eight-point lead. Uh, Kentucky looked okay in the first half. Uh, started out we, a little – We didn't shoot great in the first half. We did not rough. shoot all great. Um, I feel like we forced a few shots just uh, mm-hmm. trying to get in the rhythm and – it didn't transcend in anything better. Uh, so, but it looks like we, I didn't get to watch a lot of the second half, but we came out and played much better in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just looked, our defense actually caused a lot of ruckus, I'm going to say, because uh, a couple of times, of course, it's her Kentucky boy again. Reed Shepard came in, uh, picked the point guard's pocket clean, but they called a foul on it. And even the crowd just was like, what in the world's going on? Like you could hear uh, through the whole arena just the awe when they did it. And I bet you it wasn't three more plays later. He did it again and actually got away with it, got, you know, easy bucket. And then I think Wagner uh, picked someone's pocket up top like that again. So we're, we're uh, active with our hands up front, way high on the key. And I like that because it just it, it knocks an offense off of rhythm. And uh, I think Trey Mitchell is going to play a huge part for the rest of the year for us. Of course, in especially until you get a big. I mean, he played uh, 35 minutes, and he had nine points, nine rebounds, five assists, three of eight from uh, the field. Didn't hit a three-pointer, but he can knock it down. He also had a steal and a personal foul. I don't want to tell you that. So he was one point and one rebound away from having a double-double. Double-double, yes. But his presence alone is what's going to be good for him. Because the size that he has, I I think he's under seven foot. But he's a tall guy who can shoot the three, and he looks good when he shoots it. You know, some people shoot the three, and you're like, oh, there's no way that's going in. And sometimes it goes in. 
he looks like a pure shooter. Every time he shoots, there's a chance that ball's going in. Well, it's funny. We call him undersized, and he's six foot nine. I mean, six nine. It's crazy. Now, of course, uh, Thero uh, went down. I think he didn't come back much in the second half. If he came in, no, and, uh, and he, I'm not heard a lot about it. They said I think he'll be fine. It was just. I'm possibly going to end up in concussion protocol is what I think because he fell and hit his head hard on the floor. Well, well it made uh, me want to say he's got headaches back with the football with Devin Leary having trouble seeing. They thought maybe a concussion issue there. So I'm going to kind of wait and see on that too. I've not heard much more right. about that. I did see an article recently though, that did say they do believe the NCAA will clear big Z. Yes. I don't know when or anything, but uh, they are saying that there is a chance that he will be cleared. Of course, another setback for him is he ended up with the uh, food poison, they think, and he's lost 10 pounds since having that food poison, which he really didn't have that much weight to lose in the in the first place. So yeah, I'm going to say we're going to monitor this a little bit to see how it goes, but obviously we're not there monitoring it. We're just going to be watching everyone else talk about it and try to re-say what they say. But, you know, for Zvonimir, Zvonimir, dang it, not more, but Amir, uh, he, his conditioning has been an issue. I mean, we knew that. I mean, he's not been there that long. And now for him to lose 10 pounds of muscle, fat, body weight, whatever you want to say, that's going to set him back, in my opinion, quite a bit. So I don't know if we see him until December, maybe even January for the fact that just to let him be a hundred percent healthy and give him more time to understand what we do on offense. I was listening to uh, a thing it's called the sources sources say, and they're uh, affiliated with uh, Kentucky sports radio. They were talking about how it looks like what Calipari says is a controlled chaos as far as their offense, because there's nothing really set in stone. But really, it's a player-friendly motion offense where if a, a big man sets the pick, he's calling out uh, a code, basically, a read of what he sees, like, hey, pick and roll, I'm going to roll or I'm going to fade. And they're communicating that way. So that's a lot of English barrier that we may have with Z Z Big Z. That he's Zavonimir that still needs to adapt to with that as well. So I know he's going to be – I say no. I think he's going to be released very soon where he can play, but I still think it's going to be mid-January, maybe at least Christmas break before we see him. What do well, you think? Well, I mean, think? the good thing, though, you look at the Kentucky effect, I mean, they're going to put some weight on him, and, and they're, mm -hmm. they're going to walk him up because that's what – I mean, you know, I sent you that graphic of DJ Wagner since he's been mm -hmm. at Kentucky. He came in at 180 pounds. He's now at 191 pounds while losing 2.6% like, body fat. Mm -hmm. So, like, he is really, like – got cut, uh, muscle tone defined. I mean, he's, he's, he looks like a different person when you look at the, the pictures beside each other. Yeah. So, I mean, I believe they'll get him ready and when he is ready, they'll let him play. You know, you're going to have a lot of people saying, Oh, it's going to be just like Enos Canner. It's going to be just like, mm -hmm. you know, Shaden Sharp. We don't know what it's going to be like yet. Just be patient, wait it out. Just enjoy the ride. It's the journey. Yeah. I'll be honest. <laughs> I'm not hating on the team we have now. No, the team looks great. Uh, the the camaraderie, the chemistry that they already have is really fun. I'm going to use the word fun. Like this is a team that is enjoyable to watch. Uh, the lobs, the, yes, they actually look for the open man. The, I'm sure there's somewhat of selfishness still going on in the team in some small spot. But it seems as far as the mental part of this team and, and the, the team aspect of it, they are leaps and bounds ahead of what Calipari's team usually are at this point. I don't know what the assist ratio was for this game. I don't see if I can find it here. Well, see, we had you, six. We had six turnovers as a whole, which is amazing <laughs> for your very first game. Uh, New Mexico State had eighteen turnovers. We had seventeen assists to their ten. So we really seventeen on the ball. Yes, yes, and seventeen assists to six turnovers from a freshman dominant team with some veterans is really great for your very first game. Uh, of course, just real quick, want to say this, you know, Reed Shepard, who got player of the game from Rupp Arena, I don't remember, it's probably Whitaker Bank or something like that. Uh, he did have a great game with, uh, excuse me, 12 points, five rebounds, two assists, two blocks, and two steals. So, I mean, 
If and it was zero stat, turnovers, that's the stat that I love. I was going to say, if, he, if, it, if they keep a stat, he had a number in it, except for before I could say it, Mark corrected me with the, the turnovers. So, yeah, uh, I like watching Reed, and I don't want to be these guys that, hey, we're mountain uh, podcasters. Let's only praise mountain so much in this. But, like, Reed's understanding of the game and what's going to go on is really nice to watch. Like that's what helps him a lot in these games. It's not so much that he can jump out of the gym over someone. He's faster than everyone or stronger than everyone. It's just, he's almost two plays ahead of some of the people out there. And that's really fun. Yeah. And you know, it's again, it's been the dad, the mom that's staying in, in his life, pushing him everything. Say, Hey, like this is what we did in college. This is, it's transpiring down to compared with his dad. And like the dunks and the way he was shooting, it was like it was almost identical as me. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and he's hey, going to be. A, Go ahead. I was just gonna say he's going to be a fan favorite the whole year, uh, from just the family planet UK, from him staying in Kentucky, uh, growing up in London, Kentucky, playing who's somewhat close to the University of Kentucky. Like every time he did anything, the the whole crowd was like, ooh, oh, you know, so. He's going to be everyone's favorite Kentucky player for the whole year. What I love the most about it, it's going to shut those naysayers up. They they can just shut it because they were like, oh, he's never going to see the court on a UK yeah. team. Well, yeah, well, we see what you know, Mr. Couch Coach. I mean, yeah. it's it just – I'm glad for him. I'm glad to see him having a good game. I'll tell you another young man I'm loving watching is Dillingham. Uh, mm-hmm. Kid can get to the basket and create. Dilly uh, dilly. This is a fun team, man. Yeah, there's there's really like no one on the team that I can really stop and think like, oh, you know, I hope they don't get any minutes. You know, like sometimes yeah. there's some players that are like, oh man, they don't need to see the court. Like, get them out of I there. I actually saw someone make a post and they said, you know, I always have one player I don't like, and I think this year it's Trey Mitchell. And I'm just like, why? Really? I do not said he didn't look like he hustled, and I'm just like, dude, I don't know what games you watch, but I just if he wasn't hustling, I don't think he'd be on the court. Right. Well, I will say, you know, he is upright a lot and I'm not saying it in a bad way. Like, you know, he's the tallest person we have on the court right now. And usually he's over everyone, like seeing where he is six, nine compared to most of the guards that are on him. But I think it's just the appearance where he's, you know, not broken down on defense or anything, or even on offense. Like he's catching it up here and he's ready to shoot it. You know, I think it's almost an illusion for that person that said that. I've just got to the point, man. Like when I see posts like that, I just, ignore and move on to the next one i just i'm not even commenting i'm not getting in the argument it just uh we must have a different understanding of the game that's, that's <laughs> why i look at it we just yeah. i don't know and i don't i don't say that i know everything there is to know about the game but i mean i know talent when i see it you know it's just i don't know i got you are over an hour now michael we're probably going to have to wrap things up it's been a fun show though Yes, Macy Morris, if you're still listening to us, thank you so much for joining the show. It was so much fun talking with you. Again, the praise that you gave to God, not only just saying thank you, but actually hearing him on the journey with you was awesome to hear. And, of course, like we always end the show, we love to say uh, at least some some words, some phrases about God, and we're thankful that we have a platform that we can do that on. I always like to say there's three things that are most important in life, and it's love God love others, and love Kentucky sports. And that's how I like to end the show. And Mark, of course, you always at the end, you like to say, God God bless. bless. So, so, you know, even just those small things, I think is awesome. So to hear uh, a young woman who has the spotlight on her from at UK, even playing overseas in Italy, uh, having a stint in the WNBA too, still giving praise to God with all that. It's awesome. So, sorry, went on a, a ramble there. Mark, where can everyone find you at? Uh, you can find me at mlawson15 on X. You can find me at Big Daddy Lawson on Instagram, or you can find me at Mark Lawson on Facebook. On Facebook. And, of course, you can find the Cats Chat on pretty much anything. If you go to whoops, link3 slash Cats Chat Pod, it has all the links to our YouTube, our Instagram, our Facebook, our X. It's so weird not saying Twitter. So please uh, go to that and follow us on everything. We do appreciate it. Please go to YouTube and subscribe and get the notification bell turned on so when we go live, you get that notification. We do appreciate it. And, of course, we are on Apple Pod. We are on Google Pod. We're on iHeartRadio, I think, as well. So go listen to us on there as well. 
we are loving everything that we could do on this. Mark, what are the most three things important in life that you must do? Love God, love others, love UK sports. Absolutely. Guys, y'all have a great one and God bless.